The Last of Us Season 2 has cast Abby and Dina. Bong Joon-ho's Mickey 17 has been delayed to 2025 by Warner Brothers, and Tom Cruise signs a multi-picture deal with Warner Brothers. Let's get into this week's movie news. What's up, movie friends? Welcome back to Raiders of the Lost Podcast. There is a boatload of news to go over, and James is joining us overseas again from England. Thanks for joining the show, Jim. How you doing, everybody? It is late at night here. I think it's early in the morning for Anthony. I am... We have finished our first week of filming on the project I am ADing, and it's been an amazing experience, and I'm learning so much about English culture, actually living in the towns out here in the small cities instead of London and everything like that, catching a lot of lingo, which has been a blast, but I've loved it. It's been so fun, and I'm exhausted, but I cannot miss movie news. Come on. I got to be here for movie news. Can't miss that's it. Aw- that's awesome, man. I had, a, I had to log in with my boy, my boy the over bo- here. The boys are back. Now, the, back. <laughs> the box office had a really good opening for MLK weekend, so it's a four-day weekend, but we're going to do the stats for three-day weekend. So Mean Girls, the musical, came out on top with a huge $30 million opening weekend, which I didn't even see coming. That's massive. You know what 2024 is? What? In 2023, it's the year of musicals. Yeah. This they're, is they're crazy. Back. That they're all doing well. Doing so well. So they just didn't. Ar- they just didn't market budget, them. Didn't it? I think what it's was the budget, budget on this movie. I gotta say around that. Yeah, around thirty. Because I was not expecting this based off that trailer. But I guess, man, let me check the budget. Pe- on the people Mingles turned musical. out. People turned out for that, man. And well, the, well, I mean, I, it makes sense because it's a thirty-six million dollar budget. Wow, massive success. So it's already almost profiting. So huge success for Mean Girls. I don't think I didn't. I was projecting that twenty million tops, but. There's another surprise this weekend. The new Jason Statham film, The Beekeeper. I'm the Beekeeper. Came out in second with the $19 million opening weekend debut. Jason Statham puts wow. butts in seats. I want to see it now. I, I, it's gotten like, it's getting like it, what you expect. It's like a ridiculous action movie, but it's also fun. And yeah. David David Ayer made this film. It's his first film in uh, quite a long time. But it's a, this is a really good opening weekend. Usually these kind of run-of-the-mill action movies... They don't do quite this well, so it's a great start for the film, The Beekeeper. Uh, I'm going to put it on my watch list. And my boy in third place, the legs on this movie, Wonka, is insane. Another $9 million at the domestic box office this weekend. Timmy is a force to be reckoned with. And also, it's because this movie's excellent. It really is. And you all have been hearing us talking about it glowingly the last three, four weeks. And if you haven't seen Wonka yet, you better get on it because everyone else is, and you're going to get left out. It's a, it's a wonderful time. And then another movie that has that has surprisingly has a lot of legs is Anyone But You, the rom-com. It came in fourth with $7.7 million on its on its third weekend. It's got to be ingrained by now in the pocket. It's, close, it's closing in on $50 million domestic total. Honestly, bring the rom-coms back. Yeah. This is, yeah. I love this news. I love this. We need rom-coms back, let's be honest. People are turning out. They picked a, The studio picked a great release date because it really has no competition with the genre. And this movie's doing really True. well. Really well. And next up in fifth place, we have Migration from Illumination with $4.5 million. The Boys in the Boat is still wait, hanging wait, wait. on. Hold on. Migration, it doesn't have legs. It has wings. <laughs> Shut up. Still soaring. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, George Clooney's The Boys in the Boat is still rowing along with $3 million. <laughs> <laughs> This episode's just dad jokes. Aquaman 2. Uh, uh, drowned. <laughs> 2.8 million. <laughs> 2.8 million. And then 
The Book of Clarence opened to 2,000 theaters with its wide release this weekend and unfortunately only pulled in just over a million dollars. A million dollars on 2,000 yeah. theaters? Yeah, so it's going to be the biggest dud of 2024 so far, and people just didn't seem to be interested in this film. It's It might hit 2 million, all said and done, thanks to the extra day from MLK, MLK Weekend, but it's looking like a very, very uh, huge box office bomb. That's not good news because, I mean, a million dollars at theaters, that's maybe, what, 70,000 people saw this movie? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. And it's... And it's uh, Friday night screenings, it only made 200,000. 200,000 in its opening day. Yeah, it's opening night previews, yeah. So it's not looking Holy good crap. for a book of Clarence. They might pull in two to three mil if the numbers end up coming in, but it's not looking good for that film at all. That is a, that was a really good budget, too. That had to be at least $40 million budget. Oh, maybe more, actually. It could have been more. But, yeah, it's— Goodness. People not—Jay-Z couldn't get the butts in the seats, man. I guess not. All right, let's well, move into we- the top stories. This has to be the top story of the week, right? Definitely. All right, so The Last of Us, season two. We have two major castings for Abby and Dina. We have Caitlin Denver has been cast as Abby. Deaver, sorry, I I misspelled it. (laughs) Caitlin Deaver, sorry, I'm just reading off the document Anthony gave me. Blame him, Caitlin. She's going to unsubscribe from us now. Caitlin (laughs) Deaver has unsubscribed. Sorry. Has been cast as Abby. Isabella Merced has been cast as Dina. Very interesting choices. Obviously, two very talented actors, both on fire. Isabella Merced seems to be in everything. Yeah, Madam Web, like Dora. The next 12 months. Yeah. I'm, I think they're both super talented, but this casting seems a little odd, you know? I, I was expecting someone else for Abby because, you know, after playing the game twice, I'm not sure if Caitlin f- totally fits how I see Abby in my head for a for, TV actor category or, or portraying her, portrayal, but she's obviously very talented and I'm sure she'll do a great job. But I, I guess I'm a little surprised by both of these castings. The thing is, it, I'm guessing they are going to stray away from the physical stature of Abby in the game because Caitlin yeah. Devers, she's very petite and she's small. And Abby's, well, the physical stature yeah. only comes into play for half of the storyline, anyways. True, yeah, but I don't. I mean, Caitlin Devers is not going to be able to hit, be able to make that size that Abby is in the game. So I'm guessing they're just going to stray away from that physicality that she has. She'll still probably be an incredible soldier, but I think just yeah. like that physical stature is not going to be present in the show is my guess. I bet she'll just be really fit, like very Yeah, strong. like Linda Hamilton, Maybe like T2. Like Emily Blunt, yeah. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. I'm not, Emily, yeah, Emily Blunt <laughs> shredded in that movie. That's a great – Yeah, exactly. Great, that's yeah. what I mean. So because I, I she doesn't have time to get that big as, big as Abby. <laughs> Nobody does. <laughs> I, Not in a I, few it would months. take me three years to get as big as Abby. I mean, those delts are massive, dude. Isabella think, Merced yeah. as Dina is, a, a, I guess, a solid casting as well. It's an interesting choice. Interesting choice. I think they're, I, As a huge fan of both characters, I'm very curious to see what they do. They're both big stars, so I think it's uh, – and they're both extremely talented, so I think it's good casting, and I'm looking forward to seeing um, and, both these actors in the roles. And, the thing with it specifically with the Abby casting with Caitlin Deaver, you know, this is going to be a, a character that has a half a fan base loves Abby, half the fan base does not like Abby as a character, and obviously that's because of storyline decisions in the writing. I personally have grown to love Abby as a character, and I really love her in the Last of Us Part Two video game. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do on screen. Yeah, she's going to face a lot of uh, scrutiny online, but. Yeah, I'm sure she, she's thing. prepared she, for that. She knows she's, that she's gonna get backlash. <clears throat> but moving on to the next bit of news, which you predicted this, didn't you? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mickey 17 has been delayed by Warner Brothers to 2025. It originally had a April release date this year, or March, but they, they just shelved it to 2025. They don't have a release date specifically picked out yet for next year. Uh, and they moved up a couple of their films into the spring to take Mickey 17's slot. So unfortunately, we're not going to see Bong Joon-ho's next film for quite a long time. That's such a bummer, especially because we both just read the book. I know. I just finished it in anticipation. <laughs> yeah, this was the most devastating news I saw on this Google Docs when I just opened it up for recording movie news. To not <laughs> see a Bong Joon-ho movie in 2024 when it was our top three most anticipated movie of the year. This is a bummer, man. This really is. But, you know, I'm guessing maybe some special effects they want to do some more work or maybe found a better release date for 2025 that they want to slot it in there. Who knows? But it's a bummer. Because I would love to see this movie ASAP. So for the reports say that the film's production was stalled, stunted because of the strikes. It, okay, so, so they probably knew this was going to happen. They are yeah. just holding on to the news. Yeah, so I don't think they had enough time to finish it. And rather than rushing it, they were probably like, let's just push it back and give Bong enough time to do what he does. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. And um, sense. <laughs> He's like, I should have made it in South Korea. <laughs> for real. A friend of our – a friend's uh, posted – you know how they just been using that Robert Pattinson photo the whole time? Every time they talk yeah. about this, it's that the him, upside on, down. Yeah, him on the table. It's, it's someone said, this is going to be like the new Killers of the Flower Moon image that's just going to keep living <laughs> for two years. <laughs> this is all people are going to see of this movie for two years is just this one image. <laughs> it was, it, with Leo and Gladstone on the, in that table in the dining room. Everybody was like, for two years, every story was just that one image. <laughs> that's pretty funny. So now, our next two bits of news... <laughs> They look like they're connected. So first of all, Tom Cruise has signed a multi-picture deal with Warner Brothers and oh, yeah. develop and produce theatrical films with Warner Brothers Discovery. It'll be a mix of original productions and franchises that Cruise will star in, which means that Tom Cruise is not going to stop even after Mission Impossible. He'll probably have some more franchises. I wonder if that space franchise that him and McQuarrie are planning are going to be involved, plus Edge of Tomorrow 2 reportedly is wanted by one of our brothers so this clearly to me looks like they're gonna make edge of tomorrow too if they do that i'll be so fucking happy 
That would be so fun to see 10 years later. That would be my later. most anticipated movie of the decade after Dune Part 3. I believe that the, the spacewalk one is with the with Universal or Paramount. Uh, but this, these are just completely new franchises and films that they have, haven't even been announced yet. But I'm sure Tom and his team have been developing. And they just sure. they were they sh- they probably had like a bunch of films and franchises and shopped them to studios and Warner Brothers was the one like yeah. let's here come come join us we lost Chris come join us Tom we need to yeah, we need well, to make up for that gotcha yeah but uh just this is just great the more Tom Cruise the better <laughs> exactly but speaking of and speaking of <laughs> Top Gun three was just announced that as from Paramount. They're moving ahead with the script for Top Gun 3. Uh, they're hoping to refuel the Top Gun franchise to lift off once more. Rumors <laughs> are that the entire main cast is dis- in discussions to return for a third film. So it'll be Miles Honestly, Teller. Honestly, how do you feel about this? Tom- I don't want it. I mean, I honestly don't want another Top Gun movie because it was so perfect. I thought it, I thought it was the perfect movie and yeah. because it ended. I, did, I don't want more. I, mean, I loved it. It was my favorite movie besides doing the last three years. But I, I don't know how I feel about it. Top Gun 3. I thought it was just exactly what we needed. I thought it was just a swan song. It was a perfect swan song. It was the perfect film, and there's really it was a, it was a conclusion. And there's I I would say if you want to continue the franchise, you don't need Maverick. But again, it's Tom's franchise, so he's probably going to join in if they if they do greenlight it into production. But I don't think they need a I don't think they need to do a third one because the second because Maverick was just so sensational. And they there's maybe they have a great idea. I don't see how they can top that. Maybe they can. Maybe they can. I'm not sure how you go. go space. I feel like it's like how do you? It's like how do you do better than Empire Strikes Back? You just can't do it. It's like the the pinnacle of what the what the movie is of what the uh, potential for a Top Gun movie is. It is what it is. I understand why Paramount wants to do it because it made 1.3 billion. But at the same time, and it, as much as I love Top Gun Maverick, I'm just mm-hmm. like, do I? I don't want it. I don't need it. And it plus, takes away it, from it, it a little bit. What? If they do a third one, they're going to figure out what sport are they going to play on the beach. So they did volleyball, and then they did <laughs> random football. Frisbee. And now, no, it's like football. football no, no, te- both teams are frisbee. playing. Oh, no, I was ge- oh, Frisbee, yeah. I was yeah, thinking bocce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, they'll, be, right, playing, they'll be playing ultimate Frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Okay, so this is really cool news for anyone so, who loves 28 Days Later or 21 Months Later. 28 years later is in development from Alex Garland and Danny Boyle, who obviously paired up for the original film. Danny Boyle directed and Alex Garland wrote. And I believe that they're getting prepared to go into development on 28 years later, it looks like. And I heard from a, I heard that Killian might be involved too. So Killian has expressed interest <clears throat> uh, when he's been doing press recently. People keep asking him about it. It was actually, it's 28 weeks later, not 28 months later, you fucking idiot. <laughs> So, Danny Boyle and Alex Garland have put this together, and they're shopping it around studios and agencies right now to see who wants to pick it up. They're planning to do, hopefully, a trilogy of films following 20 So, reboot this as a new trilogy? No, no, not reboot. Sequels. So, it's a trilogy of sequels to 28 Weeks Later. That's their yeah, plan. Yeah, exactly. So, reboot it into yeah. a trilogy. Yeah. Not a reboot. It's, it's a sequel. It's a difference. It's not a reboot. You understand? Legacy sequel trilogy. Sequel, reboot. yeah. Sequel, yeah. Legacy, yeah. It's well, not a I mean, reboot. Legacy, Stop saying reboot. <laughs> legacy sequel. It's a continuation. Do not put reboot in that phrase. There's, it's a okay. sequel. It is legacy continuation. Sequel Thank trilogy you. refuel. Okay, if you you need to put a reword in there if it makes you feel better. <laughs> this is not a reboot. 
they're probably gonna try to get Killian because he's just fucking on top of the world. But I'm looking forward to this. A trilogy sounds like a lot of fun, and Danny Boyle being involved, I think that's great. Hopefully, he yeah uh, because they were both more. involved on 28 weeks later, only as executive producers. Didn't Garland didn't so write it, no. Yeah, so it'd be great to see them make Re- return to their babies. Mm-hmm. I think that right, Alex next? Garland was Alex Garland saw the projections for. Uh, Civil War Civil box War. office, and he was like, "Yeah, let's go to twenty eight weeks later." But maybe, maybe I'll do another zombie movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my All god! Right, let's move on. <laughs> we have some Patriots news. The Dynasty New England Patriots, a ten part darky series, premieres on February sixteenth on Apple TV. The trailer looks incredible, according to Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love how you're not letting me read any stories, even though I wrote them. <laughs> you're like cold reading them. Like, what is this? <laughs> So <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> so Apple TV has produced a ten-part docu series about the entire dynasty of the New England Patriots from their first Super Bowl win. Almost didn't Bill retire? Yeah. He, so no, no. Hold on. Let's, I'll get to that in a sec. So this is going to be like the last dance kind of thing, but about the Patriots. And they got everyone to inter- for interviews. Bel- Belichick's interviewed in a ton of it. Tom's in it. Craft, uh, all the players, Amendola, Edelman, Gronk, Randy, 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 Troy Brown. So everybody's in this. And they're going to do a look at all the drama and the main conflicts as well as the victories, the players, the people involved. And it looks like they're going to get down and dirty about what really went on behind Hell closed yeah, doors. Man. It looks like, and it looks like. I'm sure they. And this is they, Apple TV. Apple TV. It drops February. They must 16th. have purchased a ton of licensing material from like NFL Films and a bunch of production yeah. companies that just have footage. Yeah, they bought the license. You I have know, to buy the licensing this, rights. Yeah, because I know NFL Films has always been great at these docu series, but obviously streamers are getting into it with sports as well. But this is really cool. Yeah, NFL Network doesn't have the Apple budget. <laughs> <laughs> sure they do. The NFL makes a lot of money. Oh, yeah, not Apple no, money. No, no, not Apple money. <laughs> yeah, not Apple money. So Apple this, makes it, like $10 billion a day. The trailer looks fantastic, and I am so excited. And now moving into that, this is not movie news, but Belichick, Bill Belichick, the Patriots head coach for the last 24 years, has actually stepped down, and he's going to be searching for a new job. It's rumored that he's looking at San Diego I mean, at the Chargers, Los Angeles Chargers, for his next coaching gig. But they did a press conference. You've been busy in England. You didn't even know. He's done. I saw it on Instagram. Yeah, he's done. So uh, Belichick and Kraft had a press conference uh, the other day to announce it. That's so, insane. I saw I saw Brady's post, and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. But I didn't yeah. have time to look it up, and I totally forgot until just now reading this. Yeah, 24 years as head coach of the Patriots. Almost our entire lives, Jim. Almost. That's pretty wild. Yeah. That's pretty wild. I figured that's what was going to happen. Yeah, so it looks like he's there are rumors about him talking to the Chargers. So that might be where he, he just wants to coach there. somewhere nice. So no, he wants to coach somewhere with a good quarterback. <laughs> yeah, and somewhere nice. He's sick yeah. of the, he's sick of the cold. Yeah, he's got a boat. Yeah. He's like Justin Herbert's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty good. All right, why don't you read off the next one, Anthony? So Stranger Things Stranger Things 5 has been on hiatus for a long time because of the strikes. They are now officially into production, and they celebrated by revealing a huge cast photo of the entire main cast doing a table read. Looks like a lot of fun. Aww. So, so everyone's cute. united, so they're in production. I'm excited. So, yeah. I'm excited. I'm guessing the season will come out next year, next summer. Yeah, it, was, it was supposed to come out this year, yeah, but the yeah, delays. Supposed to. Yeah. 
it's exciting stuff. You know, Stranger Things is a diamond in the rough, especially for Netflix, and you know, it's been such a great show. And I really, I'm, I'm confident that the Duffer Brothers will end it super well. I'm confident they'll give everyone what they want in terms of sealing off character arcs extremely well. They'll, I think, pair people up exceptionally well, like they usually do in each season. Kind of like, kind of like how they move people around. They'll give this is like a buddy cop over here, buddy cop over here, buddy cop over here. And I'm stoked, you know, Stranger Things is the shit, and it's been a huge thing. A huge it's part the juice. Of pop culture, huge part of pop culture the last five, six years, so it's going to be sad to see it come to an end, but I'm really confident that they're going to nail it, and I can't wait. It's going to be a great, it's going to be huge, huge. I really I really loved season four. It was really cool. <laughs> All right, let's get into the main trailers. we got a bunch of trailers for both films and television shows this week. First up, speaking of famous TV shows, Game of Thrones creators... Um, David Benoff and Dan Weiss dropped the trailer for their new TV series called Three Body Problem, which is going to be premiering on Netflix very soon. So this is based on the acclaimed international best-selling book trilogy, The Three Body Problem. It's about a young woman's fateful decision in 1960s China, which reverberates across space and time to a group of brilliant scientists in the present day. As the laws of nature unravel before their very eyes, five former colleagues reunite to confront the greatest threat and humanity's history. This looks really fantastic. It's sci-fi heavy. It looks like it could be either interdimensional beings or alien life force, alien life invading uh, the Earth in some capacity. And the, the one of the main premises is that for some reason, the world's most brilliant scientists are all being killed. Whoa. Check out the trailer. It looks really fantastic. Great filmmaking. Is this a TV show or a movie? TV show. TV show. What's, what networks are going to be on? Netflix. Do you not listen to me when I talk? <laughs> not really. <laughs> Literally the first oh, thing sorry, I said. Oh, sorry. You went in and out. It was the, it was the internet. <laughs> yeah, sure uh, it was. what? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is going to be a TV series on Netflix uh, led by Aitza Gonzalez and Benedict Wong. Cool. Hell and a bunch yeah. of other great Benedict actors. Wong. A couple other, a couple Game of Thrones actors are in it. Very the, cool. Uh, Onion Knight's in it. I met one of the Sir Davos. Um, one of Jon Snow's stunt doubles the other day. Oh, nice! Yeah, he's really cool. <laughs> I never asked for it. And we um, actually on the movie we're filming, we are using Jon Snow's gauntlets. No fucking way! So Send the, me a photo. So the woman who's costuming our movie, she costumed a lot of episodes for Game of Thrones, and we have his gauntlets. You guys send a photo. Seasons. I'll send a photo. They're really cool. <clears throat> These cool leather ones. All right, next All right, up, moving on next. we have The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live, dropped its trailer for AMC. This is going to be the Michonne and Rick Grimes spinoff, and it looks really good. It looks epic in scope, huge amount of CGI in a good way. It's, we, we're getting a massive scale. There's going to be this new kind of uh, invading kind of army with a new general. Rick Grimes, the whole, and the whole point is hopefully Michonne and Rick Grimes reunite by the end of the series, it looks like. Uh, but they're both on different storylines heading for each other in a way. Looks really cool. That's awesome. And High production value. Do you know if it's going to be a one-off season or is it going to be continued? Does I think it it's, it doesn't say. So it could just be a one-season thing or if it does well, maybe they'll do a, a couple more seasons. But we'll see how it performs. And Andrew next, Lincoln. Yeah. Killing that, he's <laughs> yeah. just dominating with that show. He's just making bank. Imagine how much that the two of them are making. They're probably making close to a mil per episode, probably maybe more. I guarantee, probably a million an episode. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. It's a very popular show. And next up, we have Mother's Instinct, which is a new trailer starring 
Academy Award winners Jessica Chastain and Anne Hathaway. This looks like a really cool, mysterious thriller. So it's about, and it's an unnerving psychological thriller about two best friends and neighbors, Alice and Celine, whose perfect lives in 60s suburbia are shattered by a tragic accident involving one of their children. So basically, they both have kids, and Anne Hathaway's son it dies falling off a porch while being babysat by Jessica Chastain's character. And so it's about the repercussions of that and Anne Hathaway's character maybe becoming very dark as a way of trying to get retribution from Jessica Chastain. It looks really interesting, and it must be a great script if two of the best working actors are in it. Have they ever worked together before? I'm trying to think. Jessica and Anne in, a, in anything before. I don't think so. No, no. Not that I know of. So, yeah, it's awesome. Because they're, they're such on high levels, the both of them together, so that will be so cool to see them together in a movie. Oh, yeah, big time. Next up, we have right. a new horror trailer from the directors of Ready or Not. This is called Abigail. Abigail. <clears throat> so after a group of would-be criminals kidnap a 12-year-old ballerina daughter of a powerful underworld figure, all they have to do is wait to collect the $50 million ransom. And to do that, all they need to do is watch this girl overnight in a mansion. However... The captors, captors start dying one by one, and they soon discover that the little girl they kidnapped is actually a vampire. Oh, no shit. Yeah. It looks like a lot of fun. That's a really awesome idea. Yeah. That kind of reminds me, it's like that in Watchmen when Rorschach gets into the prison and he beats up one of the guys that's messing with him. And he goes, you don't understand. I'm not locked up in here with you. You're locked up in here with me. <laughs> yeah, the grease. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it looks that's like a lot. That's an awesome idea. Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. And I, it seems like, and these are the directors they just did the last Scream movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very similar concept of a like one location kind of horror movie, like Ready or Not. I like movies that sort of turn criminals into victims yeah. of a movie, but they're still antagonists. I, I yeah. think it's a lot of fun. It looks like, it looks fun. The action looks great. The it has a good sense of humor. So I think uh, this could be a big horror hit. And Ready finally, is an excellent movie. So yeah, that's yeah. Cool. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Finally, our last trailer for the week was Back to Black, the upcoming Amy Winehouse biopic, which dropped its trailers. This looks really good. Uh, it's called... It's going to be an entire background on the act on the uh, singer and her rise to fame uh, looks pretty emotional um, so we'll see we'll see I saw some set photos and I saw the makeup and everything yeah she looks like her yeah yeah looks like her yeah <clears throat> all right we got some cool news here so some more news Wes Anderson's next film has been announced this guy makes like eight movies a year <laughs> it's going to be an espionage thriller starring Michael Sarah obviously Bill Murray and Benicio del Toro He's never had Michael Cera in a movie, right? I'm surprised he has it because they seem to be a match made in heaven. Honestly, that's what I'm thinking. Like I can see Michael Cera's scenes in my head in a Wes Anderson movie. Like it mm-hmm. fits perfectly. He already so like speaks really with great... that cadence. I bet he'll be the lead then. Yeah, he's first build, so he's, he's got to cool. be the lead. Sign me up. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, he does make a lot of movies because he's been making short films for Netflix. <clears throat> 
All right, next up, we have some Martin Scorsese news. The guy, the goat, the legend. He says that his upcoming Jesus movie will film later this year. He finished the screenplay, and he said that the film is expected to be about 80 minutes long. And I quote, I'm trying to find a new way to make it more accessible and take away the negative onus of what has been associated with organized religion. The film does not have a distributor yet, but I'm sure that won't be any trouble for him once he has the film finished. Yeah, he's maybe one of very few directors, I think, right now that could get a movie about Christianity or about Jesus right now distributed because there is sort of like a yeah negative connotation towards religion these days, especially in Hollywood. It's sort of disappeared from a lot of cinema. But well, yeah, Hollywood, yeah. It used to be a very common motif. Even Angels and Demons has been disappearing from cinema. Heaven and Hell disappearing from cinema. So I think that, of course, Marty will be able to get it done. But obviously this is going to be a huge passion project for him. <laughs> the fucking Pope asked him to do this. The Pope's so. like, Marty, get on it, man. Get Marty, on it. Why don't you make, Marty, make me a movie guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, going back to the Game of Thrones showrunners, David Benoff and Dan Weiss, they actually finally revealed in an interview their unproduced Star Wars film. So they said, quote, we wanted to do the first Jedi, basically how the Jedi Order came to be, why it came to be, the first lightsaber and all that. And we were annoyed as hell when Ryan Johnson, uh, their longtime friend and a producer of the upcoming three-body problem, called his movie The Last Jedi. <laughs> he completely destroyed the obvious title for what we were working on and asked what went wrong with the production. Uh, David Benoff said... Lucasfilm ended up not wanting to do the first Jedi story. We had a very specific story idea in mind, and ultimately they decided that they didn't want to do that. And we totally get it. It's their company and their IP, but we weren't the droids they were looking for. I bet it would have been awesome. Yeah. I'm Here's the thing. Kind of disappointed. Like, yeah, because they, they, they get so much hate for the ending of Game of Thrones, but it's like we it's, plenty of shows have had unlikable endings, but like they captivated audiences for eight years. They captivated the, the world. shows in the history. It's it's MTV. just it's unbelievable what they did, and it, I I honestly I don't like how the first thing that people say when they hear the word Game of Thrones is oh it's such a bad ending. It's like how about you think about how incredible it was for so long, and they really capture the zeitgeist of co culture in a way that nobody saw po like ever seen before in TV. I still like the ending. I, I still like, do. yeah, I like the ending. I don't care. I think it's fun. <laughs> 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 Next up, John Krasinski and Natalie Portman are starring in a film together by director Guy Ritchie. Of course, it's a heist movie, too. Yeah, it's a heist movie called Fountain of Youth, and it's about estranged siblings, I'm sure played by these two, who are going to be attempting to find the revered, legendary Fountain of Youth. Very cool. Sign me up. Guy Ritchie's yeah. one of our favorites. Can't wait to see his movie this year. The... Um, Ungentlemanly un Warfare. Very excited about that. So oh, yeah. let's go. And I bet they have great chemistry, John and Natalie, on screen together. Mm. We have some very disappointing news. Guillermo del Toro's Frankenstein adaptation has a recasting. Andrew Garfield is no longer going to be the monster in the film. Jacob Elordi will be playing the monster. It's funny. People, I remember we talked about Frankenstein in our classic Monsters episode, and then we were talking about how a lot of people think that the monster is Frankenstein, and so many people in the comments were like, "Everybody knows they're different things," but it's it's true because most of the, like half the news outlets ran that Jacob Elordi is playing Frankenstein. <laughs> in the headlines, yeah. yeah. Um, unfortunately, like I, I would have loved to see Andrew Garfield's take, but Elordi impressed yeah. me with uh with Priscilla, and he did a good job in yeah, Saltburn. So I think that, and he's got the height, so 
he can really he has the stature for the, the monster. Yeah, so I think we'll he'll be see. solid. It's just disappointing because I thought Andrew was just gonna be so cool. Yeah, as Frankenstein. I wonder what happened. Must be must scheduling. be scheduling conflicts. Must be. <clears throat> All right, let's, all right, let's run through these other ones. We got Ahsoka Season 2 has been announced by Dave Filoni for all you Star Wars lovers and Ahsoka fan lovers. It's a very popular show. I think it's one of the more, more popular ones from Star Wars and Disney on Disney+. Plus. Recently, yeah. And also, Tokyo Vice Season 2 drops on February 8th on Max. Excellent TV show. Fantastic. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend checking it out. The first season on Max, it's really cool. I love it, and I'm... Highly anticipating this one. This show is produced in, uh, by Michael Mann. Yeah, yeah, Michael Mann. All right, and now some unfortunate be... news. Yeah, yeah Pix- Pixar is bracing for possible layoffs this year. So layoffs are definitely expected to hit Disney's Pixar Animation Studios. Uh, TechCrunch first ran the news, suggesting that it could affect as much as 20% of Pixar's entire one- staff of 1,300 employees. So That's really sad, yeah, man. Unfortunately, because... it's going be, to be a heavy hit. Pixar is such a staple in animation and film in general. And, you know, Disney purchased them in 2009. Yeah. And they had huge hits. But the last five years, they've just not been making consistently good movies anymore. And this past couple, this past year, there's one hit, Inside Out. Or no, not Inside Out. The um, the Elemental ended up turning a profit, but it took <clears throat> like five months for it to turn a profit. But not still not a lot of money in terms of being in the green. Lightyear lost them close to $200 million. The oh, yeah. had this year lost them close to $200 million. So they've just been making movies that don't – obviously animation is still terrific, but the stories just aren't there. And obviously they released Soul on streaming, so they didn't make any money back off that really. And it's really sad because you hate to see people lose their jobs, especially that many. And they could prevent this if they just, I think, made better movies like they used to be. They used to be every time you saw a Pixar movie, you knew it was going to be absolutely incredible except for maybe Cars 2. <laughs> But <laughs> Cars ain't on the podcast. You heard it here. They, they're just in a they're in a rut right now. But yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, and they yeah, and they pushed back Elio, which was supposed to come out um, last winter, I believe. Elio, Elio, Elio. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to Oppenheimer news. Peacock is going to be the streaming platform to watch Oppenheimer if you don't want to buy the actual physical copy. And NBC Universal is planning to debut. The cinematic masterpiece on Peacock, starting February sixteenth. I like how you added in cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> Keep in mind, See, this, I like this. This is also right, be- right before the voting for the Academy Awards begins too. I, I like this because I I miss when you'd see a movie and you would have to wait like eight months to rent it or see it somewhere yeah. else. And that's kind of gone away, but yeah, I mean nowadays a movie comes out at theaters and it's already rentable on online. A lot of times, yeah, yeah takes away like that event like oh we're waiting for it in case you're wondering when evil would die tonight next (laughs) evil dies tonight in 2025 as david gordon green's exorcist sequel will be dropping dead from blum what are you saying (laughs) well hold on he's departing sorry it's been a long week he's departing the exorcist sequel he's departing all right david gordon green left the project there we go (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what the fuck you were saying but uh, yeah. Blumhouse and uh, Universal are searching for the new director because this is a planned trilogy of movies. I don't know how the last one ended, but I guess it set up the sequels. So David Gordon Green, for I guess, didn't like the process, I suppose. I bet I can guess what. I didn't see it, but I, I bet I can guess the ending. Like, I bet the girls get cured of the exorcism, but then they go to bed at night, and maybe in their eyes you could see, like, Shut Zuzu, up. like, <laughs> in her eyes. <laughs> 
Uh, maybe it was us that drove him out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe he listened to our show. He's like, I can't, I can't take, take Raiders it. Lost podcast anymore. They're so mean to me. <laughs> Sorry, David Gore Green. I'm not mean to you. It's just didn't love Halloween. Uh, it's that's that's putting it nicely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we finish this off. Our final bit, of news, final bit of news is uh, more news about How to Train Your Dragon's live-action adaptation. Again, we said that Gerard Butler was cast in his same role as the animated films. And now Nick Frost has joined the live-action cast as one of the Vikings. So I think this is a perfect choice for a, Vi- for a fun Viking. A He's probably going to have a beer and, and like a, a turkey leg in his hand in every, in every scene. <laughs> it's perfect. I love it. <laughs> Anything Nick Frost That's is so in. Fun. Great choice. So. Again, I can't wait for seeing more announcing announcements for this film. I think this is going to be a massive hit. Me too. Me too. Massive. Absolutely. Massive. All right. Well, that wraps movie news for this week. You know what? Your hair is a mess, James. A... I know. I just got all the sharp. It's been a lot. <laughs> is it? <laughs> of course, become a patron at patreon.com slash Raiders of Lost Podcast. Leave those five-star ratings on Spotify and Apple. Find us on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, everywhere. Share us with your family and friends. Leave those comments on YouTube. Subscribe, like, do all the things. You know the things to do. Everyone tells you to do the things wherever you're listening and watching videos. Do everything that we ask you to do to help us grow. It's the best way for our show to flourish in 2024. This is James signing out from from (laughs) England. Anthony's doing birds in the screen. Flourish, everybody. See you next time. Thank you for watching Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button as well. Notifications for sure. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you can listen to podcasts. And be sure to check out this other content we have on our YouTube channel.